This is episode 13, and today we're recapping week two of the Practical Christian Podcast. Welcome to the Practical Christian Podcast. My name is Travis Albritton, your friendly neighborhood Bible teacher, and every day we'll dive into the tips, tricks, and hacks that you can implement in your daily life to become a more effective Christian. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let's jump in to your daily dose of Practical Christian Training. Hey guys, welcome back to another weekly recap. Happy Saturday. Hope your weekend is going great so far. And just like last Saturday, today I'm going to recap the first six days of the week, Sunday through Friday, give you a little uh, 30,000 foot view of each of the episodes. So if you wanted to implement something in your life and just forgot about it, hopefully this will stir your memory. So you can go ahead and do that, apply that in your life to help you grow. And then also, if you missed some episodes or you weren't sure if one was going to necessarily apply to you or be really helpful right now, uh, this will also hopefully answer that question for you about whether you should go back and listen to certain episodes from earlier this week. And uh, this week had a very heavy Bible study flavor to it. So if you have been listening along, you know that uh, I played some clips, some audio clips from my online course called Amateur Bible Scholar which is all about how to help you read the Bible just like a Bible scholar does, using the same process, the same steps, and how to apply it correctly in your life. But first, we started with Sunday, and our Sunday hack this week was how to actually remember the sermon during the week. That too often, you go to church on Sunday, you listen to a sermon, you think, wow, that was really great, or I love that point he made, I hope that I can do something about that. And then by Monday, and especially by Tuesday, all the details about the sermon are gone. You've totally forgot what they talked about, and uh, you've lost some of the uh, benefit of going to church if you can't actually take what you learn and apply it. And so one one of the things we talked about was taking notes, that when you take notes, you're actually engaging a different part of your brain than when you're listening to the preacher preach the sermon. And so you essentially double your ability to retain and remember information. And that's just because there are multiple senses that we have and multiple different learning styles. And so the more that we can engage our senses to learn, the more easily uh, remembering the sermon will be and the higher chance we will actually do something with it. All right. And then Monday, we talked about the biggest mistake that you are probably currently making in your Bible study. And this was our first Greek word that we learned this week, which was eisegesis. And we talked about how this is actually a dirty word when it comes to reading your Bible. Eisegesis is when you apply your perspective or your framework or your interpretation onto the scriptures instead of letting the verses speak directly to you. And uh, the verse that I threw out there was Philippians 4.13 was a very famous verse where it says, I can do all things through him who gives me strength. But often that that verse is used in contexts that aren't appropriate, right? That you see it on people's eye black as they're playing football, as if, you know, they can score touchdowns through Jesus who gives them strength. And that's not to say that God isn't honored by the way that some people play football. But what that is to say is that if that is what you think the verse means, that anything you set your mind to, you can just do it because God will give you Samson-like strength to do it, 
then you're, you're missing the point of the verse. If you look at the context of the verse, Paul was really talking about contentment. He was talking about being content in any circumstance, whether he was well-fed or hungry, whether he had clothes on, whether he was naked, whether he was free, whether he was in prison, that regardless, God could give him the strength to endure and be content regardless of his circumstance. And that has such a richness and a depth to it that can apply to so many different situations beyond just playing football. And so the biggest mistake that we make when we read our Bible is that we just read it at face value. We read it like a Harry Potter novel, and that's not going to help us actually grow and learn uh, who God is. And then on Tuesday, in episode 9, we talked about how to read the Bible correctly. And that is our second Greek word, exegesis. So not eisegesis, but exegesis. And exegesis is reading the scripture in its proper context. Taking the time to do research and learn what was going on when that particular book of the Bible was written. Who was writing it? Who were they writing it to? Why did they decide that this particular book needed to be written? If it's a letter from Paul to a church, what what prompted Paul to write this letter? You know, why is he taking the time to write something to give some a different group of people instructions to be like God? You know, why does he say the things that he says? What are the major themes in the book? What are the ideas he's trying to communicate? And what did it mean to the reader? When they received the letter, what did it mean to them? How did they take it? And understanding that is really the first step to being able to to apply the Bible in your life. Because if you don't understand what the Bible meant to the original listeners, then you have no shot of accurately interpreting it. All right, that the Bible is not just up for interpretation. It's not anyone's guess as to what it means. There is actually a correct way to read the Bible. There is a correct answer to the question of what does this mean, all right? And so exegesis is how you do that. Exegesis is how you get to the original intent. And then we built on that in episode number 10 this week, where we talked about how to apply the Bible in the 21st century. How do you go from exegesis, understanding what it meant to the readers 2,000 or 3,000 years ago, to what it means to you today? How are you supposed to apply what you learn in your Bible to your daily life? And that is called hermeneutics. Sometimes you can read something, do the exegesis, and that's enough because it's regarding something that applies to all humans at all times, right? Love your neighbor as yourself. It doesn't take a, a, a neuroscientist or a rocket scientist to figure out that that's something we can do and should be doing, right? Regardless of if you lived in ancient Babylon or in modern day Australia, uh, it, it doesn't matter. You should always love your neighbor as yourself. But there are other things, things like retirement, things like certain aspects of parenting, things like dating, where there isn't actually a verse that talks about it. And so hermeneutics is applying the principles that we see in the Bible to our modern life in a way that helps us to glorify and honor God in our lives on a daily basis. In episode 11, uh, got a little more techie, little Bible nerdy on you, and we talked about translations talked about different Bible translations, the pros and cons of different Bible translations, and went through the process of how Bible scholars even translate the Bible. That there are two different extremes, sides of the spectrum when it comes to translating the Bible. Excuse me. Translating the Bible. One of those is a word-for-word translation where you try and take the word in the original language and translate it exactly 
into whatever language you're translated into, whether it's English or Spanish or Italian or Russian or whatever. And there's some problems with that, though, because not every word in Greek, Hebrew, and Aramaic has a direct translation in English that means exactly the same thing. And so to counter that, the other side of the spectrum is called thought-for-thought translation, and that's where you take the idea, the concept that was being written about in the original language and create a modern contemporary version of that. So a thought-for-thought translation would be if you were trying to express something that was culturally rich, culturally relevant, and meant a certain thing to the original reader, but if you just do the word-for-word translation, that meaning is lost. That as a reader of a different language, you're just not going to get it. And so thought-for-thought is important because what we want is to understand the ideas of the Bible. We want to, we want to understand the themes of the Bible. And, uh, and so thought-for-thought helps us do that. And so every Bible translation happens somewhere on that spectrum between direct word-for-word and direct thought-for-thought. And uh, the free resource of the week was, again, my guide to the best free online Bible study resources that are out there that I use. And uh, in there is one of my favorite resources, blueletterbible.org, where you can actually read multiple translations at the same time of a particular verse. So you can pull up Philippians 4.13, and read 10 different translations and what they say about it, how they translate it. And by doing that, you can get a big picture of what this verse means. And that helps you guard against um, if the translation that you typically read doesn't do a very good job of translating a particular verse. Exposing yourself to other translations will help you know what the verse is actually supposed to mean versus what it initially seems to mean just by the translation that you're reading. All right, so if you haven't downloaded that resource, I highly encourage you to download it. It's absolutely free. All you have to do is go to 5freebibletools.com. That's the number 5, freebibletools.com, and you can download it. In episode 12, our Fan Friday episode of the week, uh, I answered Graham's question about how to help someone who isn't growing. Someone who consistently comes to a time with the same issue every week and they just don't seem to be making any progress. And we talked about a couple scriptures that I recommended uh, for grammar, anyone who's in a similar situation, to help you potentially be more effective in helping that person overcome their sin or any kind of character flaw they're trying to overcome. And that is to use the correct strategy for where that person is at. First Thessalonians 5.14 gives some great guidance about how to approach people when they're in different situations so that the tact that you're using is actually going to help them instead of hurt them. And we also talked about the importance of uh, whether or not the person actually wants to change the thing in their life that you're trying to help them change, right? That when Jesus approached uh, a man that was disabled, the first thing he asked was, do you want to get well? And that's the question we have to ask people when we're trying to help them repent and be holy and be like God is, do you actually want this? Because sometimes the answer is no. Sometimes people just want to stay where they are. And so if they're not willing to change, then there's nothing really that you can do to make them change. And then we also talked about just some tips for you as you go through that process with someone to really just focus on loving them and being patient and not being bitter. 
and that the parable of the unmerciful servant is a great check for your heart to make sure that you're just coming from a really good place and that you are not sinning while you're trying to help someone else not sin. Well, that is it for today. If you like what you heard, subscribe to get daily practical tips just like this one. Leave a review to tell me what you think and head on over to the Facebook group to let me know what you want to hear in future episodes. Every day is an opportunity to grow closer to God and make a positive impact on the people around you. Take action with what you've learned and help make the world a little more like heaven. I'm Travis Albritton, and I will talk to you tomorrow.